0: to fight popcorn we created popcorn welcome back from the breach my colonels join me in a neural handshake over today's feature film pacific rim job did i say that what did you hear as of today star date august 2nd 2013 pacific rim is only slated to be in theaters for another week which is lame uh, I've been calling it Pac-Rim in my notes, which gives me a mental image of a Pac-Man kaiju eating skyscrapers. My guest today is Detective Don John Cabarly, aka Splinterbutt. This episode is nerd Bukake, so stay out of the splash zone, what is wrong with me? Anyway, I loved this movie, and I want you to feel the same way I do, because it's the right way. Also, I had an idea for a drinking game. Every time the word Jaeger is said in the movie, drink a Jaeger bomb. You can also do that while listening to this episode. Though I can't guarantee you'll get white girl wasted. Just a little racist. Wasted. Enjoy! I really want to talk about Pacific Rim. I am here with a man that I found rummaging in the dumpster behind the movie theater. What's your name?
1: (laughs) Splinterbutt. (laughs) I mean, if you give me that backstory, my name has to be Splinterbutt.
0: I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm hoping that he can have a coherent conversation about a movie. Have you seen Pacific Rim by twice any chance, indeed sir? Indeed, I have. Twice. twice. Awesome. I saw it uh, once 2D sober, once 3D sober, and once 3D drunk. I would highly recommend the latter, too. Did you see it 2D or 3D? I saw
1: I saw. It, I, had to, I had to see it, actually, uh, 3D twice. You I had to? 3D, yeah. Someone was holding a to your butt see it the second time it uh they just took the 2d away i was forced into 3d
0: i've heard a lot of people comparing pacific Rim to godzilla have you seen any of those anything yeah i've seen the
1: original um 1954 Gogeta, um my studios yeah Yeah, i I saw that that's like the only one that i really uh watched and liked um later you know it started started getting really weird after that like you know, giant Frankenstein versus, you know, better They the All the kaiju-ega films, they just got increasingly weird.
0: Were they actually called kaiju?
1: Yeah. Kaiju oh. is a Japanese word that <coughs> literally translates to strange creature. Mm-hmm. Um, often translated into English as giant monster, just because kaiju-ega or kaiju movies are uh, feature giant monsters.
0: Right, and we're racist. Okay, well, how would you say that... Because I've seen Godzilla once... When yeah. I was 16 how would you say that it really compares?
1: Um a lot of the themes are the same, just people coming together um to fight a common enemy. Um the only thing that's really sort of lacking in this movie is any real metaphor or subtext like <clears throat> Godzilla came out 10 years after Hiroshima mm. got nuked. So mm-hmm. it really Godzilla really represents like a, just a nation's fear of atomic energy and its destruction, really, and this doesn't really have that, they're sort of, um, they're just these, you know, the kaiju in in Pacific Rim are just these sort of pure engines of destruction and havoc, they don't really have, yeah, any subtext to them, they're just sort of blank slates, uh, kind of stand-ins for whatever catastrophe affects, you know, a particular viewer, whether it's, you know, 9-11 or, um, you know, Boston, or the two thousand and four tsunami, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I suppose so. I could, I could still see the fact that it's ambiguous could actually accurately represent the current psyche.
1: Right. Exactly. They're sort of. I think that was smart to go that way. Just to intentionally invoke those feelings in people.
0: The fact that it's this uh, th- that we don't understand where they're coming from. We don't really understand right. the. What do they call it? Not they don't call it the Pacific Rim. The actual trans oh the breach dimensional the breach. Yes, they don't actually like really understand it or how it works, um, and yet doom is coming from it. Right, I think rings true with how we all feel as of late.
1: As do, of late. do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Not re- not really. That's not um. I don't know. The movie's so optimistic. It I uh, didn't really get. Uh,
0: well yeah, so I mean like yeah, because it had to go it had to go that way.
1: Yeah. But um yeah, I just think they were just sort of yeah, just these just forces of nature that weren't really uh anything. But and they did have this weird thing that sort of took me out of the movie for a second. Like I didn't really feel they needed any subtext or explanation. They're just like yeah, they're just these, you know, beings that come out of the come out of the breach from another dimension, but then you had uh Newt Geisler Say this thing about they started with the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. um, where the aliens. <gasps> I love that. Right? Yeah, it was good. It was like okay. I was like, that's cool. Like life is started as a dinosaurs. It's alien life, but it didn't work. And then he went on this weird tirade about how it's all our fault because we polluted the planet and stuff like that. Oh, weird!
0: I totally, I totally spaced on that. I didn't even yeah,
1: it's like the, the dinosaurs all died out. Oh, because we
0: didn't he say we like created like the perfect environment. We the environment
1: with the you know something. carbon dioxide and his hyperactive charlie day voice
0: no that's that's basically what i was getting at is Uh that i think that um you just said it like that they're basically like a natural you know force that we're fighting which is i i think people we were just talking about this in the world Z episode which will be released Mm -hmm. after this (laughs) continuity error um i think people are very frightened by the natural disasters that have been resulting in more loss of life than the the terrorist acts that yeah. they try to make us so scared of. And then I think climate change is on everyone's minds because it's something that we can't control right. and that's terrifying and we don't understand it. So I felt like that was, I don't know if Guillermo meant that to have anything to do with it. And it doesn't really matter if he did, but I kind of could see the, like the parallel as far as.
1: Yeah. No, I think uh, just humans in general just have a natural fascination of their, you know, n- natural place in the universe being disrupted. What did you actually think of the movie? <laughs> I
0: quite enjoyed it. Uh it was yeah. it was sci fi at its finest. It was not deep. It wasn't there's I kinda liken it to the emotion that, that I get from watching something like Starship Troopers, even though it's mm-hmm. not as cheesy, it's not as over the top, it's it's yeah. It's more solid. Um it stands up better mm-hmm. in like a cinematic way. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know, no, I don't know the I word you- I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, it's not some game-changing or genre-defining instant classic, but, uh, yeah, it's just two hours of out-and-out fun by some guy who is clearly so in love with the material and has respect for what inspired it, and it's sort of infectious just watching it.
0: Exactly. I have a quote from him that I love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guillermo del, del Toro, which is so hard to say, um said this is my most unmodest film i love that he says unmodest, unmodest. he doesn't even care <laughs> it's not a word who cares uh he said this has everything the scale is enormous and i'm just a big kid having fun i love that he said that because before i even read that quote um there's a moment i think yeah near the b- very beginning of the film mm-hmm. when the Jagers are uh saving the ship from yeah. the water how could you not think of, like, a little kid in the bathtub with, like, their little, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. Dre-
0: they're, like, dinosaur, rawr, and then they've got the ship on the other yeah. hand, and they're saving the ship.
1: Yeah, 10-year-old th- me was squealing like a freak for this entire, <laughs> this entire movie. It's, like, it saved the summer for me. Like, this was such a weak summer for movies, and this is, I feel this is the mm-hmm. only movie this summer that fully delivered on what it promised.
0: Totally, yeah. Um,
1: it's, like, it's so much fun. It's big. It's bombastic. But at, at its heart... Um, which it wears, like, firmly on his sleeve, and I fucking love that, it's still kind of a profoundly human story, like, with real human characters that shape the story rather than just bend to whatever the story needs him to be at any given time, which is a problem I find, like, in mm-hmm. big, giant robot movies like Transformers or other genre yeah. shows, like, you know, The Walking Dead and things like that.
0: I just love that, the idea that I hope, I hope that Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro, fucking, let's just call him Toro.
1: GDT uh, yeah, GDT uh, I love the
0: idea that GDT came up with this Idea in the bathtub. I'm not I'm not saying anyone said that that happened, but in my I brain. Hope that's real thing in my brain That's this now chubby Harry Mexican cannon.
1: playing with casual toys in the bathtub.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, as far as uh, You just mentioned transformers. Yeah. Um, I Only became interested in this movie. I didn't even like look twice at the poster I only became interested in it because of one of my coworkers, or possibly a man raving in the back alley, told me <laughs> that GDT was involved with it. Mm-hmm. And I know I could have just read that on the poster, but um, I'm very snobby when it comes to movies. And if yeah. it looks like it has anything to do with Transformers or Jessica Alba <laughs> or.
1: You mean Megan Fox?
0: Or Megan Fox? Yes. No, it wasn't supposed to have to do with Transformers. I oh, was just sorry. throwing some names out there. Um, I would not even like really look into it. Right. Like I have not read the credits on Grown Ups Two, the Grown Ups Two poster. <laughs> um, so it was only once I found out that he was involved that I became interested because I'd seen the poster. Yeah. Which is just like a big. It's the Jaeger, and it's just not that exciting. And then um, the trailer is awful. I think the trailer is awful.
1: Really, I I don't know. The trailer got me it kind of psyched for it even before. I mean, I knew uh from the beginning that it was a Del Toro movie, so maybe that's why. But just the potential of, like, a big sort of, I don't know, triple A. It's original IP, which is interesting. Uh, it's not a remake or anything like that. But it's also just giant robots chi- punching giant fucking monsters in the face kind of movie. And, like, as soon as I saw that trailer, I was just, like, reverted. Yeah, to when I was back when I was 10 years old, watching, like, you know, Godzilla the cartoon and things like that. And I've, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy this movie, like, from the start.
0: I felt like the trailer was just, uh, and I, I watched it post-viewing the movie okay. as well, and I felt like it was just chunks of the action scenes, which I don't think were great. I don't think they were edited very well. Really? Um, okay, so yeah. So my third viewing. Uh-huh. The first two times, action scenes. Your third drunk viewing. Yes, that okay. one. Okay. <laughs> Let me get to that. I uh, My first few times... Um, as much as I do love the Jaegers and they're totally badass looking and the kaiju are totally fun, um, the shots on them are a little too fast considering the budget that they have and how, you know, how good they look. The, yeah. the, the shots are a little too quick to even, like, take time to enjoy it. Um, and I, the first viewing, I spaced out a little on some of the action scenes. Really? The second viewing, spaced the fuck out.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> like, <It's me>. sometimes <laughs> I would have to
0: remind myself, wait, 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 I'm watching a movie yeah gotta pay attention third time drunk mo- noticed so much more <laughs> like, <laughs> i, I was mean that like,
1: just speaks <laughs> more to you as a moviegoer? No, i know
0: it does <laughs> no no because i feel like it like however other people process action yeah. movies and they they like them more than i do unless mm-hmm. it's tarantino or someone who is, is like really good at doing action i felt like being drunk put my brain in that place <laughs> That other people get to more easily mm-hmm. to be able to like actually see like oh that's what's happening right there, um, but anyway the trailer, uh, I felt like the movie had so much more to offer than just the monster smashing scenes. And yeah, I, no, I understand the human element is
1: completely they, missing from any of the promotional material.
0: I understand why they put that in there to yeah. to draw a crowd, but it it wasn't a good idea to do that. Yeah, I mean, and for, and okay. <laughs> um the fucking. The line in the in the trailer, I'd forgotten that I'd even seen it, and then once I once I rewatched it, I was like, Oh yeah, fuck that. Like that's why I didn't want to see that. Do you remember the like tagline in the in the movie in the trailer?
1: We're canceling the apocalypse? No. No, no. No, that's hilarious. That's, but no, that's first, fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> first
0: of all, um the typical the formula of fuck that. Uh and the tagline. Yeah. The tagline is go. Big or go extinct. extinct. And it comes at you just like that with a big loud music, that's right? The producer yeah. just groaned. Um,
1: that's a difference. St- I guess that's just how sort of geeks view trailers. Like, I completely understand that trailers are there to get asses in seats and appeal to lowest common denominator.
0: You say get asses in seats? Yes. I like it.
1: <laughs> like, they don't, like, it's a, you know, GDT, it's, giant monsters giant robots fighting each other like the geeks are already there they bought their tickets a while ago but the people who um
0: not this geek though
1: (laughs) well you just didn't know but i think for the lowest common denominator you know the same people that made transformers number one movie and you know always say like paul blart mall cop (laughs) like trailers are made specific and grown-ups grown-ups too like grown-ups Two outgrossed pacific Rim in its first week and it didn't and Pacific Rim's opening two weeks, which depresses me.
0: Super depressing.
1: Um, but yeah, they're they're made for those people.
0: Well, that's where I got to argue with you because it's not doing well in the box office. Right. So like if, if it obviously didn't work and, and that's why I think it really wasn't a good trailer, even for the, the masses who just want to see boobs and bombs. <laughs> it, like it didn't. Something There was a disconnect there. I think that it was just that the the cuts are just too fast. And they are in the movie, too, I think, unless you're drunk.
1: Really? Unless you're drunk? No, I didn't find that a problem at all. I thought... Because um, you're drunk? No, I wasn't drunk. Yeah, I was drunk off off the movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I didn't have that problem at all. I thought the action was very well uh, staged. I was never confused about um, where I was... In the terms of g- the geography of the scene, like you are with Michael Bay's Transformers, like it's Michael Bay's Transformers are cut way it's cut way too fast. It's like it's a music video. Mm-hmm. You always have to sort of stop and take stock. Like, where am I at in terms of the action? Here, I didn't have that problem. Even even you know, a lot of the action takes place at night and in the rain. You still get all the detail um, off the monsters and the and the or the kaiju and the Jaegers. Um yeah, I was never confused for a second. I, I completely bought the action, and I liked, uh, like, there's these small touches that happen in, in the movie that are kind of brilliant too. Where, he, Del Toro will, um, sort of take a quick break from the action and focus on, like, a single mechanism, of, the machinery on the Jaeger that gives you sort of this complete understanding of how just that, piece works, and he does that so consistently over time throughout the scenes, that you're be, you're able to build how these machines actually work and I thought that was fucking awesome
0: you're able to build how these machines actually work yeah well just by putting
1: pieces together like you know yeah. this close up of the fist closing you can see all the gears in the fist before it hits much in the face oh yeah
0: good point um, yeah so I guess it just speaks to me then Then um, it's just like too much for my ADD brain when there's there's that many flashing lights on okay. the screen I did you d- just have a, was it, it probably was really the color
1: palette or the thing that people have yeah. a problem with just like the neon the fluorescence dark and, like and then
0: the fluorescence yeah um,
1: which I didn't yeah I didn't mind I like the color I like that it wasn't like this weird dark and gritty I mean I'm not complaining yeah.
0: I'm, uh, I'm not saying it's a movie's fault so much just that I couldn't follow it <laughs> oh, okay yeah. that could very well be just me
1: no, I think. Although uh, I did
0: um, the second time I saw it, I saw it with a friend, and he said the same thing. Like he said, "Yeah, I kind of spaced out at the action scenes," and I was like, "Oh, it's weird. not just me. Thank God." <laughs>
1: it's just you two, <laughs> it's just you two guys.
0: Just that's against the world. No,
1: I love it. I thought the the attack on Hong Kong was like one of the best shot action movies or action sequences in the, this century so far. Not in just terms of like pure visceral thrill, but also in terms of just storytelling quality. There's so many character moments that happened with the three Jaegers. Um, you know, you had the three triplets who piloted the was it Crimson Typhoon?
0: The th- the three out of four Asian characters
1: in the movie. Three out of four Asian characters, yeah, and they were triplets. They were triplets, basketball playing hoops, hoops playing triplets, <laughs> who piloted the Crimson Typhoon. And you had these cool, like, uh, Russian husband and wife. Piloted, they were pretty yeah, awesome. And played the Cherno Alpha, which was which was an awesome Jaeger. I like the design of it, just like how old and creaky and it was like, you can tell it's just like an antique. <laughs> Of them. Yeah, no, I loved it. That um, the
0: scene that you're talking about is that the scene um, where
1: that is the big um, where like for some
0: reason all of the eggers get flown out via plane to the ocean instead of
1: walking. Yeah, they call it the double event where you have um, Leatherback, who's sort of like the gorilla kind of thing, and then I think Otachi is, which is the bat um, kaiju. I love that too. Like they follow that s- typical like kaiju convention where they sort of take existing animals on Earth and just sort of tweak them and mutate them so they're I different. I love that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Why do you think um, they... The the way they cut it, it really looked like they, when, when they were going for the double event, extra, mm-hmm. extra monsters coming out of the monster hole, um, they fly the Jaegers over with like these massive planes, but the way they cut it, it looks like they could have just walked from the shore, but they saved like a minute by yeah. flying them over. Do you recall that?
1: Yeah, no. I think... Uh Well, yeah, they're they're both based in Hong Kong, but I think that, I don't know. I think it's for maybe just speed or, you know, try to decrease the destruction of having these giant robots walk on things. No, no, no,
0: in the the ocean, because they're in the ocean when they fly them out to the ocean. So they would do, oh, you mean like squishing fish? Fish squish. Or, yeah, you know,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just probably just some cool visual thing that he thought just looked cool. Just having, you know... um, Cause that's a scene um, where oh, didn't the striker? I think the striker Eureka, which was the Aussies thing. I think he walked out there, and I'm pretty sure it was. I think yeah, I think the striker Eureka, which is the Aussies thing. They were they were there waiting because that, that was their job to just stick by the shore to prevent the things um, the two kaiju from reaching Hong Kong, um, and we don't know where the Shatter Dome, which is a fucking awesome name. I the, know I the love the Shatter Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. I don't forget I don't think that was based in Hong Kong. I know that was based in China for sure, but I don't think it was in Hong Kong. So
0: So you think it was just the cut? It was just yeah, the, like they, they just really were flown from farther away. Yeah, they're away? really
1: from f- flown from farther away.
0: Still looks goofy to have like this this tiny little plane flying this giant
1: robot. Well, they're, so they're two. They're they're well they're like dual like helicarriers.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it was a massive helicarrier, but compared to the Jaeger
1: Oh yeah, there's no way that thing would get left. But it it listen, it just looked cool, which is yeah. which I was totally fine with. You know, you didn't need anything. That's why I like too. They didn't overexplain anything, even you know things yeah. like
0: yes, that's super important. And that's I think one of the problems with American cinema is that overexplaining. Yeah, I don't so need
1: to know why Superman has an S on his chest. He just right. does. Who cares? Why does right. Batman? It, he's, because he's fucking Batman. I don't need to know what
0: happened to Joker when he was a kid.
1: Yeah. Because it's too hard to talk about. Anyway, yeah. No, I didn't have a problem with the action. Even, you know, it's one of the few movies that I felt did big epic action done, like, the right way. Like, even when it was all CGI, everything fe- felt tangible and grounded. But unreal. Um, I, that was really a nice touch. Like, he didn't try to go photorealistic with uh, the things. He just made them... They just had to feel feel real like every step has weight every impact is felt like every punch has momentum um yeah no i thought the action was done really really well
0: um so i've heard it get compared to a couple other things um sir splinter butt are you familiar with any of these uh voltron
1: yes Voltron. i'm I'm
0: not familiar with how would you compare them these two
1: um only in the sense that yeah voltron was an was an anime Saturday morning anime cartoon in this in the early '80s, um, yeah. Not a lot. It was, it was, it was definitely a space uh, space kind of thing, but uh, generally the themes were the same. Just like you know, multiple pilots forming this giant machine to fight giant monsters in space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much the only comparison you can make. Um, it's been a long time since I actually watched sat down and watched those cartoons, though.
0: Do you think anyone who claims that like I mean, obviously, it's it's inspired by by so many things. I guess yeah. I'll go to that next. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think there's any legitimacy to people like saying that it's a ripoff of Ultron?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, giant mechs fighting giant monsters have been around since like the 70s, 60s, and 70s. Like Ultraman. 50s, right? No, well 50s. Yeah, but like made popular in the 60s. Like with, uh, I think it was the 60s with the. Uh, Ultraman, which was basically like an early version of Power Rangers, with guys in suits punching people on, punching other you know guys in suits on goofy sh- sets, um, things like that. But yeah, no, Voltron is just ripping off. If you're gonna, <laughs> these rip off, like Voltron's ripping off or um, influenced by those other things.
0: What about um, Neon Genesis Evangelion? Neon Genesis
1: Evangelion is another just mech anime
0: mm. um, i read about it um mm-hmm. we were talking to katie from blip cast yesterday is it blip or Blipcast? what's the preferred title of the yes, Blipcast is a podcast um about the boring lives of interesting people <laughs> um and katie is a big fan of anime and she said she didn't want to see pacific rim because it looked like a ripoff of neon genesis evangelion which i thought was called neo geo evangelion neo geo. thanks to mc chris um, but I was reading about it on Wikipedia and it did sound kind of similar cause it's apparently like apocalyptic and some like big yeah. event happens and then there's all these mecha cyborgs that fight these big monsters. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: not, yeah. I'm not going to deny the anime influence on, uh, on Pacific Rim. It's obviously there.
0: Oh no, I'm not like saying.
1: But in terms of specifically this, this anime, um, have you seen it? I've I've I was never a big not really a big anime guy but I mean I've seen it before yeah in the 90s.
0: I was just wondering, like, is there anything to those people to the non-believers? Because <laughs> like, I want to say, okay, it's not like Voltron. Here's why. And to people who don't want to see it, because it's like they think it's just neon, They think it's just a rip-off of their an anime that they enjoy.
1: Um, Which is another weird thing. I don't. I kind of don't get. Like, yeah, even if it was a rip-off, it's still. And a super fun time With the movies Like I get it Yeah
0: I get it Because it's the same way That like Whenever they remake um, A movie For example uh, Let the right one in Which Mm -hmm. is a Fucking amazing Swedish movie That they remade Into an American version For like No damn reason And then people love. They loved that one, the remake, and it pissed me off because it's like, well, of course you did because it has, like, an amazing foundation, but then they fucked it up with the American version. <laughs> so I can kind of see, like, you know, where it's like, well, yeah, they had a, you know, they had good inspiration to yeah. work with. Well, so they have. Yeah,
1: time. but it's yeah, again, it's a weird thing to get angry about for me. Like, the original is always going to be there. So even, this, even if Pacific Rim sucks and ripped off your thing, like, how does that affect this other thing that you still love and it's still there that you can watch? You can easily ignore this thing that you hate. That's fine. But I think just getting mad over it and discounting it because of that is kind of silly to me.
0: Have you seen The Beast from 20K Fathoms? No. 20,000. 20,000,
1: no. 20,000 Fathoms, no.
0: Okay, apparently um, two of Guillermo's... GDT's big influences (laughs) um, were Godzilla 54 and The Beast film, which was the year before Godzilla. But you don't know anything about it?
1: No, I actually haven't seen that one. I know of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I actually haven't watched it.
0: Do you think the name Gypsy Danger was a reference to anything?
1: No, I don't think so. And I tried um, to think because, I mean, they all have cool names. Like, the, what's one thing, uh, nothing, thing, uh, just little thing I love about this movie? Like, everything is has such a cool name. Like, mm. when I create characters, I try to think, yeah, Shatterdome, Dome, uh, you know, the Jaegers, Coyote Tango, Cherno Alpha, um, Crimson Typhoon, Gypsy Danger. Even the character names are so gr- so great. And Stacker I don't, Pentecost. Stacker Pentecost is f- f- one of my favorite characters of this summer. I, well, I have a super crush on Idris Elba. He's fucking awesome. Um, But he just got so much charisma on the screen. But that's such a great name, Stacker Pentecost. Like
0: I, okay, I don't know. I didn't know that was his name, and then when I... Read it when I was writing down like the cast list. I Mm -hmm. read the name. I was like, "Stagger Pentecost." What the fuck? What? (laughs) I actually wrote down. I actually (laughs) wrote down on my notes. The fuck? The fuck? Question mark.
1: It's such a. (laughs) Do they ever
0: say his name in the movie?
1: Yeah. Do? He's a marshal. I must have tuned it out. Yeah. I think
0: I thought his name was Marshall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, Marshall Stagger Pentecost. Marshall's his title, for whatever British Air Force or whatever it is, and then Stagger Pentecost.
0: Um. I was saying Mako Mori earlier, mm-hmm. and <laughs> my producer thought that I was saying Michael Moore in, like, a racist <laughs> way. It, it,
1: it. Mako, Mako Mori, <laughs> Mori <this. laughs> hey.
0: Also, every time, it was a little bit distracting, every time they say Mako in the movie, I wanted someone to say Polo.
1: Polo! Mako Polo! That's racist. That's racist. Which is a good segue.
0: <laughs> um uh the internet's been saying stuff about it being racist because I don't think this is legitimate, but they say that like well, it oh it's it's inspired by um ja- so many like Japanese cinema whatever's you know Godzilla and, and yeah. all the mecca monster movies um and yet it only has one Asian uh actress, but i'd want to go ahead and argue with that for many reasons, the first being that just because he was inspired. By that genre doesn't mean he has right. to fucking use all Asian actors. And Second one being that <clears throat> most, I think, directors and, and casting directors wouldn't even have that one Asian character. Right. The fact that, th- that she is Asian or a black she's in, character, she's not like, like a black yeah,
1: character who has authority in
0: a major role.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I don't buy that argument too it's because even, even in Japanese anime, a lot of the characters aren't Asian and mm-hmm. Japanese they're they're very much uh, yeah Caucasian characters there's very few of them that actually have the appearance of Asians
0: um another thing that people are saying like in regards to that like oh yeah they did have the one Asian character I do think this one has a little bit more weight to it they said that she's kind of a racist character a little bit just because she's so submissive and I do I do kind of see that point because that's the one thing I love mm. her like she's adorable I love her yeah. character but she is a little they're there's a little bit of lack of character development um, right. where submission is like mm-hmm. submitted as personality and it's just not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand the criticisms uh, criticisms of, you know, lack of depth in these characters. But they're all they're all archetypes. They're, you know. That's true. They're painted with the broadest of brush strokes, but they're never poorly drawn. Um, like each of them has a clear motivation. Each of them gets a fully fleshed out story arc um, and so yeah in this sort of m- in this movie she was I guess the love interest but um,
0: oh kind of let's talk about that Yeah, I love the understated love the like the understated romance it doesn't end with them like making Kissing, out making or doing out it after, yeah. it just ends with like this adorable hug in the middle of the ocean right. so yeah.
1: good yeah, that's like that's the only
0: kind of romance that I like <laughs>
1: I yeah, it's, it's like so much I more there's, there's
0: impacting than yeah, the and it's not just sex scene.
1: it's not just purely sexual either. It's it's not it's it's romance, like it's a relationship building. There's mm. not she's not just there, you know, in her skimpy outfit making these weird, you know, <laughs> Japanese like <laughs> noises and shit. It's like she's a, she's a human being, and they treat her that. She way. She does give
0: him bunny ears, though. I saw totally,
1: that. yeah.
0: Um, but it and it brings up an interesting question too. Like, can I'm sure the Russians are doing it too. Can two people, I mean, obviously brothers wouldn't, can two people drift? Can two people have a neural handshake? Um, Because they have to do that in order to control the Jaegers because the neural load is too much for for just one person to take. Right. But can two people do that, drift their minds together um, and become one to pilot the Jaeger and not develop a romantic bond obviously with brothers or the father and son you would you fucking hope not um but i'm sure the russians are doing it those twins are probably having all sorts of shenanigans that mm, are on the N- oh, nc-17 the, version <laughs> the triplets
1: Ugh, triplets don't yes want to go there well what do you think um yeah it's hard to say because like this technology just sort of gives you unfettered access to all your thoughts and emotions and so you terrifying <laughs> yeah you completely understand who this person is, like holy. Um
0: terrifying.
1: <laughs> terrifying just having someone just living in your brain. You Can do like it. Like a little squirrel. Little squirrel. I don't think the <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It is it is definitely a very interesting uh plot device that was executed well and never over used or over it's welcome. But yeah, I don't know if that uh Cause even even before like soon as she soon as she just laid eyes on Raleigh like her face like she knew like I'm piling jagger this dude I'm getting revenge for my family with this guy next to me
0: I have some favorite quotes mm-hmm. um well I think I think they're my favorite maybe not favorite just things that stick out in my mind yeah um I think you mentioned earlier <laughs> today we are cancelling the apocalypse
1: <laughs> I love that line so much you have no idea he delivers that line with such earnestness and conviction and it's it just Elba like I love the guy so much that dude what else is he in he's in a really excellent um, British crime show called Luther he plays the title character oh okay um, he's also in um, Rock and Rolla which is like the only Guy Ritchie film that everyone hated and I liked um, but his he's more famous for he played Stringer Bell on The Wire um, <laughs> shrug uh, huge show Really good show. It was a Showtime the, uh, show.
0: The um, uh the listeners do not know that I just shrugged. They're probably going to think that you said the wire. Uh, uh, shrug. shrug.
1: <laughs> no, I did not. Viewers, please. The wire is a great show. Don't. I don't want you sending me um, angry letters to my dumpster. So
0: I should see what else I can pantomime that I'll make you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Cartwheel. Bring bring uh, <laughs> darkness to your reputation. Um or um Hannibal Chow. I Ron got the Perlman. name. I got oh, the name man. from my favorite historical figure yeah. and my second favorite Sichuan Place in Sichuan restaurant in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so good. Every time Hellboy. Ron Perlman is a uh, shows up on screen, I just lose my shit. He's so he's so good. Me too. Uh, yeah, and Halil Chau is such a great, just a great character. Like his bits with Newt, um, <laughs> just cracked me the hell up. Like that could be like its own spin-off show or series. Are you funning me, son? Exactly. Um, I'm not usually one for Charlie Day. Um, I am. I know you are. Um, Not that I have anything against the guy, but he's always at a 10. Just always at a 10. (laughs) When he'd be, the movie would better serve. If it's like a 5 or a 7. Is that a skin parasite? Yeah. Ah, I'm Charlie Day. I talk like this. I don't know why. I can't help it. Like that whole weird, like staccato kind of.
0: Not a groupie. Thing. I just study them.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I thought it was a pretty inspired casting to essentially play like the Rick Moranis character.
0: Um, wait, who's Mark Rick Moranis?
1: Oh, uh, he's a character actor from the '80s, he's in Tony Action with the kids. He played Louis Tully in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah,
0: I totally see the similarity. Yeah. Um, my f- one of my friends was saying like he loves the movie. We both are like crazy about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that he he can't stand Charlie Day's voice. Um, but I would beg to differ, uh, if I would totally make him a sandwich if he was (laughs) on the couch yelling at me from the other room.
1: (laughs) No, I don't have a problem with his voice, but I I get why people don't like him, um, or find him sort of abrasive, that his, his performances, which are basically a performance. (laughs) Abrasive, like
0: and like an adorable baby hedgehog. They have, they have abrasions, right? They don't, they have pokey.
1: Yeah, God. they're abrasive. They don't have abrasions. <laughs> Unless you, like, I don't know, throw them down the street. or. Oh,
0: whatever. are we getting into semantics now? Yeah. Uh. Um. Oh. Mm. Okay, why did the kaiju lick Charlie and then run away? Like a big playful puppy of doom.
1: I don't know, I was debating that actually. The sort of, yeah, that weird like,
0: um, it wasn't so much lick; it was like
1: just searching, yeah, like an endoscope kind of like thing, just looking into the or an endosperm. Body yeah, well, it will, like, goes down away. there and
0: just like kind of opens him. its flower to his face. As yeah, oh, that's never seen. really
1: explained too, because you know Hannibal Chow says he drifted with the kaiju, but never did he
0: say that. Okay, yeah. the first time he no, no, the first time I watched it, I thought that's what he said. Um, the second time, I wasn't sure if that's what he said. The third time, I was pretty sure he was actually saying. Um, cause right when that happens is when he said, he says, um, I have my own private bunker, you can go in the public one. And then it sounds like he says, I did that once. It sounds like he's saying he went in the public bunker once and that's why he's got a a big scar. No, he he drifted drifted? once
1: because he has the same. But like, it's like,
0: no, it's just like a crazy scar across his but eye. But his
1: eye is permanently disfigured in red, like bloody, like he still has bloodshot, like the capillaries or whatever, the veins in his eyes have exploded permanently from... But, it, it,
0: but if that's true, why wouldn't he have like given some of that information to anyone? Like the government or something? Because he's making a profit? Yeah, he's making a profit. He's, until the world ends? Until the
1: world ends. That's, that's his game. That's his angle. I guess um, that makes sense. Yeah, why give anybody a piece of your market share <laughs> by... Yeah you know information is money to him
0: did you um stay for the credit scene the first yes. time yeah where's totally my
1: damn shoe where's my goddamn shoe
0: <laughs> my friend and i booked it like as soon as the credit started oh really because i hate people and they <laughs> they come out of the movie at the same time as you do so i try to like head yeah. it off a little yeah but i did see it the second time and it was really exciting because
1: yeah i hope it gets a sequel i hope it does world
0: i yeah I googled it and the, yeah, i i I saw that they were talking about that it's most likely easy
1: yeah I mean if there's so
0: much potential there
1: there is it's there's so much there's still a story to tell I think um and yeah i mean if if pirates three i mean like pirates three did poorly in the states but it did way better worldwide and and that got pirates four which is an even p- bigger piece of garbage um but Pacific Rim can't get a sequel that's just offensive (laughs) to me
0: yeah that's one of the reasons um I really wanted to do an episode on this and then I'm hoping to get this up before the World War Z one and before any others because it's only going to be in theaters for another week as of August 1st it's so depressing yeah it really is and I'm sure Grown Ups 2 is going to be in theaters for at least another three weeks
1: I don't want to live on this planet anymore I know (laughs)
0: Moment of silence
1: Yeah Heads bowed
0: Oh There's mm. another thing I wanted to say about the racism
1: <laughs> The racism <laughs> Going back um, to the racism
0: Well one of the I wrote down like some of my The cheesiest moments Where I was just like ah. Like canceling the apocalypse Hilarious But like I laugh And at the same time I'm like A little bit facepalm Um uh, Or no. how about when uh <laughs> no. Yes No That's like These are my feelings
1: Your feelings are wrong Sometimes These. Um <laughs>
0: Or when uh, a Stacker Pentecost comes into Makamori, Michael Moore's room, yeah, uh, with and to like tell her, "Okay, I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, girl." Um, and he and this is without context. You don't know her memories yet. Yeah, and he uh, <laughs> holds out a tiny child's red shooter. <laughs> my friend and I were just really? like, "Yeah, I like got, it's such uh, a goofy moment because yeah, you're not
1: you don't, the- I, I completely got that because you don't really know what their relationship is before and then as soon as they saw that little, <laughs> like, that little red shoe, it's like, okay, she's his adopted daughter. Like He saved her from something and it turned out to be true. Like, I picked up on that instantaneously.
0: All I wanted to say, I wanted her to say, that's too small. <laughs> Racist. Too
1: small.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm Asian, I have little feet. Bitch. And then 4-1. Or something. I didn't really understand their dancing. Did you?
1: Their. What do you mean dancing?
0: The. Um, my friend told me that it was supposed to be more like a dance when. Um, oh, the
1: fight compatibility.
0: Yeah, the fight compatibility. Yeah,
1: I just got. Uh, that whole thing. Yeah, people. Were like, why do they? Have to, why do they have to fight? Um, in order to find out drift compatibility, and just like.
0: Well, my friend said it wasn't fighting. It was. It's more of a dance. So it's yeah. not about.
1: Right. <clears throat> um, but it's. It's still kendo. It's like. Um, it is a form of combat. Um, but yeah no he's right the dancing it's basically a dance but
0: because you don't you don't want it to end like unlike in like yeah. fencing where you get a point right. and that's when it stops you, in this in that right. well they were, still, they were still they were still
1: taking score on hits I think whatever f- four hits wins is what the rules were for that thing um, yeah I don't know I kind of go back to that line from the what is it matrix reloaded it's like what you never know truly know someone until you fight them kind of thing
0: I don't know. I don't. Uh, I erase those memories from my brain with the with the men in black, laser, <laughs> laser pointer pen.
1: Nah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate Matrix Revolutions or Reloaded. I just thought they were pretty lame.
0: Um. So what? Several people that I talked mm-hmm. to, their complaints. People who had seen it, um, and people who don't necessarily share the same mindset as I do. Some of them, and then some of them mm-hmm. do. But they both have the same complaint about the movie which was that it was too cheesy. And that was like no. such a weird thing. Wrong. That was such a weird thing. Um, uh, I feel like anyone who wants to um, have any kind of focus on what they perceive as cheesy is completely missing the point of the movie. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't see how you can go into a science fiction film mm-hmm. and not expect a certain level, I mean, a good level of kind of over-the-topness. Um and I mean, cheesy is not synonymous with bad. no not at all. Uh, and i've been I've been trying to come up with a rating system <laughs> that is about the experience. like you have the technological aspects such as like cinematography and editing, and then um, cast. and then you have the um as far as like the plot goes and the plot and the dialogue, like how good is that? But then there's a final part of it, which is why I love the horrible movie Troll 2 and the worst <laughs> movie ever made, The Room, which is because you have an amazing time watching it because it's about the experience, right? not about the dialogue or the plot. I mean, it is, but yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Um, I think people's problem with this is not that it's cheese or anything, but it's sort of... Um, old-fashioned in a way it's like this is a really square jawed straight arrow type of movie that sort of reminds me of like those old world war ii movies like guns of navarone or dirty dozen you know, those men on a mission movies where it's just like you know everyone in the cast is inherently a, a, a hero in their heart you know they wake up they drink their coffee and they punch bad guys in the face because that's what heroes do that's kind of what this movie is it's just
0: coffee and space ham Allah, two thousand and one, <laughs> space Odyssey. Um, yeah, I really was thinking about Star Wars because I I'm sure these people who are saying this are fans of Star Wars, and that's yeah cheesy as fuck. It's, <laughs> and it's super awesome. cheesy.
1: It's like yeah, so episodes four through six, <laughs> space battles. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, like I, I have the level of world building in this movie, um, like I haven't seen since the Cantina episode in Star Wars, like this is a world just like so rich and unbelievably detailed universe that lives in like in every corner of the frame. Like you're so sure that before the camera started rolling, before the credits start, start up like this, this world just exists. Um, Yeah. It's so fully realized and has such a sense of place. Like I didn't, I haven't remembered or experienced a movie like that. um, Yeah. Since Star Wars.
0: Yeah, on on that note, there's two scenes that really stick with me in the film, which I think maybe speak to how weird I am that these would be my Mm -hmm. favorite—not even scenes, just moments. Yeah. Um, one of them is when uh, Tendo Choi, who's a badass, by the way, Clifton
1: Collins Jr. He's so good. I love his like yeah, I love his like super sideburns and his like anime bouffant Mm -hmm. pompadour. It's so good.
0: It's awesome. Um, there's a scene that, or the, uh, shot opens with him holding, like, five cups of coffee in his hands, yeah. and then it, it pans up, and he's got, like, a huge bagel in his mouth, yep. and meanwhile, like, the, like, red, uh, the reddest of the red alerts is going off. Yeah. For some reason, like, I just love that, like, the coffee and the bagel. <laughs> and the other moment, which might be one of my favorite moments in the whole movie, is when, uh, my man, Charlie Day, is screaming about something. I don't know. just looking at his face. Um... <laughs> And he's got the the kaiju secondary brain behind him, yeah. and it just like goes. Thunk
1: yeah, it's, this it's like still alive and just suckers the brain yeah.
0: stem brain tentacle. Yeah,
1: his uh, his relationship, like yeah, Newt Geisler, um, and Gottlieb, mm-hmm. are <laughs> so good. Like the the their comic relief is never like annoying or anything. Their relationship is just found fucking hilarious i
0: loved them and that was one of my my friend's complaints like she really liked the movie but she said oh except for like the two scientists they were just not believable i'm like
1: what are you talking what are you about you? Like, in a world the in ultimate. the movie where <laughs> giant monsters like erupt from the middle of the ocean from the parallel alien universe that wasn't very realistic with scientist guys no
0: no no. She, i mean she didn't say they were unrealistic she just said she couldn't like the in particular you know herman gottlieb Played yeah. by Burn Gorman. Gorman. Yeah. Um. She just said like she he was just too annoying and she just couldn't believe th- as a character. But I no, just disagree. I
1: totally got what they're because they're essentially playing Rick Moranis and Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. In this movie, and I totally got that, and I I loved it. I thought it was yeah inspired casting.
0: The Herman character, because I'm not familiar with with those people as much. The Herman character sort of stuck me struck me as more like a C three PO. Like that's how I related to him, just like nasally and yeah. scientific. Exactly. And everyone wants to tell him to shut up.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely had a C-3PO and, and R2-D2 kind of relationship, because R2-D2 yeah. is like this sassy, short little goofball, and c 3 is just this logical, annoying kind of jerk. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> One question that people have is, why exactly are the kaiju attacking Mother Earth?
1: Um, the kaiju are just clones um, made by a superior alien race that uh, be sent through portals, and Destroy intelligent life off the host planet so they can invade. Basically,
0: are they superior because they're the tallest?
1: No, they're <laughs> they're smarter. They
0: Invaders in reference <laughs> lost on this room. Sorry, and something about dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not over. It's not super complicated. They want our planet, and so they send giant monsters to fuck our shit up.
0: Fuck that shit up. Expletive that expletive. Yep. Up. Um, Ellen McLean. Is the voice of the Jaeger AI.
1: Oh, yeah. GLaDOS. Also,
0: Gladys? Is that how you say it? Yeah. I oh, always said it Gladys. Um, but I don't know. And I can't remember what it stands for. I forget. Who is uh, the evil, awesome robot voice who follows you throughout Portal and Portal 2. Presumably, I haven't played mm-hmm. the second one. Hey, is she in Portal 2?
1: I believe so. I haven't I, played you Portal haven't played it. 2, but oh, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure she is. She is. How could she not? Uh, be?
0: Producer nods his head. Uh, He knows because of Nerdist, not because he's played it, (laughs) as he knows many things. How good was Baby Mako, Mini Mako?
1: So good. Such a good child actress. I don't even like kids, but I
0: wanted to cry. Exactly. That
1: was, uh, first of all, uh, yeah, an excellent use of Drift Space. But for me, like, the single most jaw-dropping sequence in the movie. Like, it's the first time in the movie you get a true sense of scale of these monsters. It's that, that one shot, like this bird's eye shot of this, you know, this little girl, like running through the streets of Tokyo, chased by this 20 story monster. It's so effective. And mm-hmm. a little actress, her name is Mana Ishida, gives a kind of an astonishing performance for someone like that young. Yeah, it's, it's
0: it almost of, made me wonder if like, um, you know, how like in uh, with uh, <laughs> with animal actors, they'll like have a treat. On the oh yeah. they'll have like the owner off to the side yeah. so that makes the dog look happy or whatever. Like I wonder if they were like they slapping had, her like, between <laughs> Yeah. You act <actual> you <laughs> little bitch.
1: slapping in the face. Mommy's not
0: coming to pick you up today. <laughs> yeah. She's not coming ever.
1: Or you know, they just had some guy dressed in a kaiju costume running around, terrorizing <laughs> her. Like off screen, there's some guy in a leather face costume with a chainsaw oh, chasing around Tokyo. From Slenderman. Um No, yeah, the most affecting scene in the movie for me, and the reason why it works so much is because like this, this scene rests on entirely on her little shoulders. Like it's 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 a great scene.
0: Um. So I my second viewing of the movie, I had a really weird experience uh-huh. because um. Uh, about twenty minutes into the movie, I see like out of the out of my peripheral vision, kind of low to the ground, something just goes <laughs> towards the front of the theater, and uh, my friend jumped out of his skin, and I was just kind of like, I think that was a dog. <laughs> And then a couple of minutes later out of the um out of my other peripheral vision I have two of them um there's another and we looked over and sure enough there was a dog running around in the theater up and down the aisles and every once in a while it would stop at the edge of our aisle cuz it was just us and yeah. then five rows behind us was uh, another lady um and the dog would just stop and stare at us and there was just these like glistening beady eyes in the darkness <laughs> which was really distracting when you're trying to like look at uh Look at kaiju action, and there's a beady little dog staring at you. Oh. How about mm-hmm. that soundtrack score?
1: Yes, the soundtrack score. I got a couple other things. But yeah, the soundtrack score, um, awesome. Awesome. I, I've been humming it in my head all day.
0: Me too. Yeah,
1: ever since I got out of the thing. Uh, what's his name? Ramon Jawadi.
0: Ramon Jawadi. Sort of, uh,
1: Hans Zimmer's protege. But yeah, just super like fist-pumping musical adrenaline. Like I was like... Mm-hmm.
0: I was pretty much like when I when I saw it the first time and like I wasn't really sure what to expect when that music started, I was like, I actually smiled. I was yeah. like,
1: I'm into f- it. Yeah, my favorite part, probably in the whole movie, in it where, and it's so good because there's this sort of twangy sort of Western metal guitar comes mm-hmm. out and then you just see this this boat just being dragged yes. by the Gypsy yes. Danger. oh yeah. And it's it does this, like this master shot of the Gypsy Danger just dragging this boat behind it and it's yes. just like, like its hips are just like moving like it's got this sort of like swagger gunslinger swagger oh so good
0: i literally clapped my hands at that moment
1: yeah <laughs> the um, there's so many mov- moments where i was just like fuck yes
0: uh, yeah raman <laughs> Jwadi also did movie for iron man um, game of thrones yeah, and thrones. everyone's favorite the chub chub save christmas <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to know what that is so bad Oh, uh man.
0: yeah no lie it's on Wikipedia I didn't click it though but it, yeah. yeah it sounds like a keeper yeah no
1: um Tom Morello from um is actually the lead guitar player on the soundtrack really
0: this, oh, yeah. oh awesome earlier my producer and I put on some cat videos and muted them and then play the Pacific Rim soundtrack it works <laughs> that, that really soundtrack
1: well. you can play that to anything you can play that <laughs> to like watching your grandma got get beaten up by a gorilla just Jesus like <laughs> it would be the best it would be the best <laughs> like often it's a song Grandma I'll let you let you duke it out. <laughs> I don't know why
0: it said banana. <laughs> you gave me Tourette's.
1: Yeah. Um, gorilla, yeah. Banana,
0: gorilla, grandma music.
1: Oh, what the hell? That's on a weird side note. Um, I'm not sure how true this is. I'm sure it's just like an urban legend, but um, Godzilla is sort of a westernized translation of Gojira, which is a hybrid of the words Gorilla and Kijura, When in Japanese mean gorilla. And whale so he's a gorilla whale Awesome. <laughs> um Gale. and yeah sort of in terms of oh scope man. and power and stuff like that but um the original godzilla was super the man in the suit was super chubby and ra- and like the the model is super rubby and chubby <laughs> rubby rubby chubby yeah Chubbery. you know round and corpulent and stuff and it's supposed to be based on a really fat stagehand at toho studios <laughs> that they called gojira because he was just so fat <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> i want to be that i want that to be true so bad
0: Godzilla's name came from like a, a bully stab jibe.
1: yeah gojira
0: one of the ways that i can tell <laughs> that i like a movie because sometimes i'm not sure mm-hmm. uh i'm just kidding um the best movies the most enjoyable ones for me to see in the theater is when i get out of the movie and i want to like run out of the theater like because i have like so much energy yeah um lord of the rings uh, looper and this one, like when it was over, like I had so much happy energy, it, walking seemed just silly. I really wanted to skip, skip. <laughs> <laughs> and then go get more frozen yogurt. Fro-yo. I do want to close up. That's cool. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't. I believe you may have failed to sell the movie to my producers. Just a gut feeling I have. Producer, uh, has your meh changed <laughs> on its scale? At all. I just don't. Care. I just feel like anyone who liked Star Wars growing up would conceivably I, like this movie. Yeah,
1: and I do think this is sort of this generation Star Wars.
0: All right, well, uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy uh, dumpster diving to speak to me. <laughs> Split your butt. Um, You're
1: very welcome, Your Majesty.
0: Bring your own popcorn for the people who are
1: still alive. I'm a popcorn i don't know. It's just too much hair.
0: I um, couldn't hear you because I was eating Skittles.
1: You want Skittles?